0: This is a blogcast by UX Design Agency. Listen to our blog articles in audio format and get all the latest insights and knowledge about creating demanded digital financial products with the power of UX design. The Financial UX Matrix. How to become a disruptor in banking. In the digital world, companies with a disruptive culture have the greatest potential. These businesses maximize their chances of success with two basic components, value and design. Both of these elements significantly affect the formation of customer experience within any business. In this Financial UX Design podcast episode, let's find out how finance companies can use this knowledge in order to establish a disruptive culture and conquer the financial industry. Digital disruption in banking depends on value and design. Value affects the basic guidelines of business leaders, their mindsets, and the culture of their company. It also impacts the product strategy and a focus on their efforts. In essence, value answers the question of why the company exists and what is their unique proposal to the customers. Design could be compared to a tool that realizes the value. The power and potential of design is much broader than just a marketing or visual communication. We can use design in research, strategic planning, search for innovations and so on. Value and design both have an internal and an external perspective. The internal value is about where does the company put the main focus and concentrate all efforts on. It's the mindset that the company has, whether it's oriented to helping customers or manipulating them in order to get profit. Accordingly, based on the internal value of the company, an internal attitude design is formed. If the company is focusing on profit, design is perceived as a tool. It's one of the company's many operational strategies to gain profit. If the internal value is focused on the benefit for the customers, then the design becomes a roadmap that allows the company to integrate the value of user centricity into culture and all of the internal processes. In this case, design is used as a way of thinking, integrated throughout the company to create the best possible solution that meets the customer's needs. The external part of the value includes the proposition guidelines on which the offer to the company's customers is built. For example, it can be a product that offers only functionality or it can be a more advanced solution that provides pleasant usability, attractive aesthetics, compliance with a specific status or even a mission to improve the world. These kinds of external attributes not only enhance the product, but provide a valuable and emotionally rich experience for the customers. Accordingly, the external manifestation of value will determine the external side of the design. If the value proposition of a product is to offer simple functionality, then, design will be used as visual communication attributes or simply as a pretty package with no added value. In this case, design creates a background for the product. On the other hand, if a company wishes to create a more attractive proposal for its customers, the value proposition requires a more advanced design execution. A product that offers a great customer experience and positive emotions resulting in customer demand and loyalty can be created using the design thinking approach. It means that, in this case, design becomes the main building material for such a product or service. It's the foundation to create a product that's intuitive, serves customer needs, and fills the user journey with pleasant experiences. In order to better understand the capabilities and limitations of companies with different types of cultures formed by opposite levels of the above characteristics, we can take a look at the coordinate system. Make sure to download the white paper attached to this audio version or visit the full article at UXDA's blog, as it includes a lot of important graphs and illustrations. In the coordinate system, we have two basic vectors a value vector and a design vector, each including an internal and an external perspective. Respectively, those are divided into four coordinate lines. Internal value focus is oriented either on profit or on the user. This is the standard way of thinking in a company and the basis of its culture. External value proposition to consumers is divided into functional and advanced. When it comes to internal design priority in the company, design can be perceived as one of the many business and marketing tools or as a key process integrated into the company's culture DNA. The external design application dictates whether design is used to create product packaging as mainly visual communication Or, design is used to define the creation of a product or service and its further development, resulting in the best customer experience. Based on the way that value and design is used, we can distinguish four different types of company cultures. The lower quadrant characterizes the classic manufacturer. This is a company that cares more about the product's functionality than the customer experience. Design, in this case, is a pretty packaging and a marketing tool. The manufacturing company is an outdated type of organizational culture that excelled in the industrial age. Today, it is rapidly losing its position in the market, often not understanding why it is happening. The plan for an effective transformation of the manufacturer culture includes... Switching the mindset from profit-oriented to user-oriented. Reviewing the role of design in the company in order to turn it into a growth factor that improves product quality. Reinventing the company's product or service according to an advanced value proposition. Thus, going beyond the limits of functional competition occupying a unique niche in the blue ocean of uniqueness and possibilities. This is only possible if the company is focused on providing the best possible customer experience. The manufacturer must understand that the functional level and beautiful packaging are not enough to establish a connection with their clients. They will appreciate only a well-designed customer journey that solves their problems, eases their daily lives, and brings pleasant experiences. Next is the seller company culture. From the outside, it would seem that the seller cares about its customers more than the manufacturer because it collects data about the user needs and expectations. Unfortunately, this information is often used to make more effective marketing campaigns instead of creating a great customer experience. Unlike the manufacturer, seller is not so focused on providing only functionality to its customers. The seller collects data about customers finding out their preferences and needs. Then, this information is further used by a marketing department that develops advanced communication strategies according to the customer expectations to address them on an emotional level. Sellers are well aware that in conditions of high competition, it's necessary to use something more attractive to users than boring and standardized functionality. Therefore, they use an advanced value proposition and user interaction design as powerful promotional triggers. The functionality of the product is not improved this way, as most of the efforts made by the seller are most often ornamental. Despite all the client-centered slogans of such companies, their customers don't feel they are concerned about their interest, face formal attitude and poor service. The problem is that instead of sincerely understanding how to help customers and how to improve their experience, sellers are trying to use a customer-centered approach as a magical way to increase profits. As a result, despite all the efforts and invested resources, the company often faces negative customer attitude, fails at digital transformation, and ultimately loses its market position. In this case, a successful transformation depends on the willingness to change the basic guidelines of the business culture and goal setting. Each employee should rethink their role in the company making their customers a top priority. The profit will be an organic indicator of the quality of the service in raising customer satisfaction. To do this, A company should make the customer-centered design approach the number one priority by integrating it at all levels, starting with business processes. Further, at the team level, there should be people who are experts in applying the design approach for the product to meet the customer needs. People responsible for design in the company should have the proper support and authority in the company. For the business to succeed, it is critical that the business executives and key leaders share the same understanding and facilitate the importance of user-centricity and design approach throughout every process and employee. Further, it is necessary to clearly understand the duties of the design facilitators of the company. This is not just about performing basic package design work. It's the ability to integrate design approach and design thinking into the core principles of the company. Such activity can take the business to a whole new level. The third company culture is the innovator. These are creative companies that come up with new innovations to improve our lives. Their main focus is on researching and developing a brand new technology instead of creating a pleasant customer experience. Innovations developed by these companies are demanded by a narrow audience of technology geeks, not the general public. There are usually other companies that later use the innovators' ideas and inventions to create beautiful and convenient products based on this innovative technology. The difficulties of innovators are related to the fact that the development of new functionality is a key process for them, and they are not ready to dive deep into the human psychology and consumer behavior. As a result, the first products of the innovators' companies are inconvenient and interesting only to a narrow circle of specialists. The innovator team uses the design process to search for new ideas that would bring brand new possibilities for the users. They utilize technology to improve people's lives and their goal is to bring benefit to the world, not to sell the product to the masses in any way possible. For the success-aimed culture transformation, it is necessary to remove the idea that functionality is enough and understand that the main value for people is the experience. This way, the innovators can innovate a new, better experience for the customers. The fourth and final type of a company culture that anyone who wants to be successful in the digital age should strive for is the disruptor. Disruptors are companies that leverage the maximum potential of all four vectors and are extremely customer-oriented. Very often they are perceived as companies changing markets or even creating new markets through disruptive innovations. These are companies with culture that reinvent experience offering something new that is much more convenient, efficient, and enjoyable than the boring alternatives already available on the market. Disruptors see profit as a result of a maximum user satisfaction and as a result of realizing the meaning of the company mission that is focused on customers' benefits. They do not compromise for profit because they have a very strict internal ethics associated with providing the best service and social responsibility. This provides them with long-term competitive advantages, customer loyalty, and community support, all of which results in above-average profits. Disruptors often use the functionality that innovators have created, but develop it at the higher levels of the value proposition. Being obsessed with execution, disruptive culture brings every element of the user experience to perfection. Such companies' main task is not so much to create innovative technologies, but rather to rethink the habitual way of life. And that is what makes them true disruptors. Such a company is related to UXDA's digital product success formula, that you can learn more about in the fifth episode of the Financial UX Design podcast. As you can see, a disruptor in this classification is not necessarily a huge corporation or a technology giant that disrupts the traditional industries with enormous budgets. The principles and approach to business culture described here are already used to create demanded products and competitive advantage in a wide variety of industries. As an example, we can check the small businesses that, due to their customer centricity, have gained undeniable advantages in the local market. In particular, in almost every city, we can find a restaurant that offers unforgettable service and pays so much attention to creating positive experiences that after visiting everyone tells their friends about it, thus providing a free advertising. It is no miracle or phenomena. It is simple math that anyone can study and integrate into their own business, regardless of whether it's a huge corporation or a tiny startup. All it takes is a true dedication to satisfy customers in the best way possible by creating an unforgettable customer experience. This was the audio version of UXDA's blog article. If you wish to read the full version and gain insights from our other articles, visit UXDA's blog at uxdesignagency.com or find us on Medium by the name of UXDA. Let's add emotions to banking and transform the financial industry together.